Welcome to Our Real Life, a discussion about the journey from addiction to recovery with our host, Bob Bay. This is what I want to give everybody as a foundation because this is important for all of us in the life that God intended for us. So often in a walk, once we start going to church or we become believers or we get into recovery or whatever it may be, we look at in our lives and, and the things we're doing, be it, be it in recovery or whatever, or going to church and all that, and we, we hear things like building a relationship with God, and we, we hear things like God loves us, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now, what's love got to do with it all? Just stop and think about why you're here, what's going on in your life. What's love got to do with it? Because I'll tell you this, if you want to know the meaning of life and why we are here and what the existence is, it's all about love. That's what it's all for. It's all about love. But that's why I want to talk to you about what's love got to do with it. I want to begin to build a foundation, and I'm going to do this in the weeks and months ahead as we're going through, so that you can see the, the fabric that God has woven that message of love through in the Word and through our lives and what it's all about. And it all goes back to the garden. Now, if you go to Genesis in chapters 1, 2, and 3, whether you believe in the creation, whether you believe in creationism or evolution or whatever, it's irrelevant to me at this point. I know that seems crazy. I should be telling you you should believe in the Bible and all that. But I'll give you freedom to believe whatever you want to believe. At this point, I'm not here to convince you of anything. I'm here to give you information. So whether you believe Adam and Eve were an allegorical story about the beginning of mankind, or we evolved or whatever, that's not what this is about. I happen to believe that Adam and Eve were a real couple, that they started it. And even if you believe in evolution, genetically, it all goes back to one man and one woman. No matter how you boil it down to, it all goes back. There had to be a first man and a first woman. Genetically, that has to be it. Suddenly, thousands of people didn't just suddenly creep out of the primordial ooze. And If you read in, this, in the book of Genesis, in the creation account in chapters 1, 2, and 3, I'm going to give you a, an overview of that and talk to you about... God created within us three basic categories of needs. We all have three needs, categories of needs in our lives. All of us, we were created this way. The first is a need for significance. And let me tell you just a a quick idea of what that is. We all need to know that we matter to somebody. That we matter. We all need to know that. We also all need to have a purpose. If you don't have purpose in your life, you will flounder. We all have that need in our life to have a purpose. Purpose gives us meaning. Here's the second category. It's security. God put in us all a need for security. Now, you can say that in the beginning of it. It's our basic needs, like we all have this need to have shelter, you know, from the elements. Provision, to have food, to eat. Well, I mean, we all need that, right? We all need shelter and food and those kind of things. 
That's pretty easy. Protection. But also a part of that is security and knowing who we are. The third group is social. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going real in real depth of all these things because I just want to just kind of set a foundation. The third group is a social need. Now, what all falls into that? Now, I'll go back to the Bible. God said that he made man and woman and he created them to come together. For this reason, a man and woman will leave their father and mother, join together, become one flesh. They were to become fruitful and multiply. So it's a relationship with a significant other and then a family and then community. We are all, we are relational beings. We have need for relationship. Scientific studies, clinical studies have shown that we need relationships from the time we're born until the time we pass away. We need relationships. And if those are not healthy relationships, it's destructive to us. We're all born with a hole, a God-shaped hole in our heart. And that goes again back to the story of the garden. God used to come and walk with us in the cool of the day. He spent time with us. We are created in God's image. We are created in God's image. We are made above the animals, above the angels. Just the fact that God is our father gives us significance. In the Bible, when they talk about that, the thing to be a son or a daughter was very important. The whole thing of the security and, and provision. When God put man in the garden, this is just another example. When God put man in the garden, he was, gave him the purpose. His job was to tend the garden. But he didn't have to tend it like farming. He wasn't farming. He just tended the garden and took care of it. All the herbs of the field and the fruit on the trees were his for food. He didn't have to do anything to make that happen. God put that there. And so that was God's plan from the beginning. God's plan was to fulfill our need for significance. His plan was to fulfill our need for security and provision. And his plan was to fulfill our need for socialization and to have relationships. That was his plan. And this is where the love comes back in. And this is what is so important. We all have a need to be loved. Right? We all have a need to love and be loved. And if you guys don't get anything else out of this, this is important. There's only one way to express love. There's only one way to express love. And that is in a choice. Love is not an emotion. It's not a feeling. Now, you, when you love somebody, you can have emotions and feelings. It's not a physical act of pleasure. It's not a sensation. It's none of those things. Those are all just sensations and emotions and feelings. Love can only be expressed in one way. And that's in a choice. We were given a choice in the beginning. God provided everything that we needed for us. God wants to love us. He wants us to love him. He is love, so he can love us. But how do we express that love to him? Well, we were given a choice. 
You can eat of all the trees in the garden, but of this tree you cannot eat. That choice right there was the choice of love. Will you love him? Will you not? Will you choose your own way? Will you choose what's best for you and what you want? Or will you choose to love God by listening and, and telling, doing what he tells you, by obeying him? God says obedience is better than sacrifice. And so going back to that thing about why wouldn't God take these things away? Why wouldn't God take these desires away? Why wouldn't God take away these, this want to do drugs? When I was strung out on meth, why wouldn't God take that away? The, the thing of drinking, all the stuff that was involved in all of that. Why wouldn't God take that away? And I've met so many people who've been, who go back over and relapse over and over again. Go back to these terrible relationships, abusive relationships, over and over and over again. Get locked in codependent relationships over and over and over again with, that are unhealthy, terrible situations. Why won't God just do something about this? Why won't God change this? Why won't, why won't God do this? Why won't God do, that? God do that? Because it all comes down to free will and your power to choose. Because if you don't have free will, if you can't choose, you cannot love. Apart from your ability to choose, you cannot love. And that's why God doesn't take all that away. You know what he does? He gives you your chooser. And he gives you the ability to choose. He gives you the strength to choose. He gives you, he allows you to walk in the consequences to give you the weight so that you can make an informed decision. He gives you the information you need. Sometimes he gives you motivation and rewards to be able to choose him, to choose to follow him. It started with a tree, and then when Jesus came, he was hung on a tree, and we get to choose that tree again. Will we believe? That's how we express our love for God. That's how we build a relationship with God in the day-to-day choices. That's how we choose to express our love to God is in a choice. And so I go back to the thing of it's all about love because That's where the relationship comes from. That's what God wants. God says, there's no greater love than this, that a man lay down his life for his friend. That's the choice. That's how you express love, in a choice. But this is the foundation. And so, as we go forward in our lives, as we proceed on in our recovery, and you begin to, God gives you back your chooser, And you begin to learn to exercise choice in your life. Instead of asking ourselves, is this a sin or is this not a sin? Is this a sin or is this not a sin? Well, I don't believe that's the important question anymore. Because if the Bible is true and we're forgiven of our sins by receiving Jesus as our Savior, then that's irrelevant at that point. The question is, will this draw me closer to God? Or will this separate me from God? That is the question. And that's how the relationship is built. That's how we express that love. In the moment by moment choices that we receive. And let me tell you, we're all going to fall short. We all will. That's the way it is. 
We all will make mistakes. We all will make bad choices. The goal is not perfection. We are pressing onward towards the prize, that ultimate relationship with God. But we're not going to arrive at that until after this life is over. If we find ourselves going back to, you know, the cycle things, if we find ourselves making the same bad choices over and over and over and over again, and we keep saying to ourselves, why can't I just do this right? Why can't I do this right? That your motivation is wrong. It is, God, please give me the strength to choose you in these situations. God, please help me and give me what I need to know, either the wisdom in this situation or the strength or the courage or whatever it is to get me through this so that I can choose you in this situation. Choose what you would have for me. Choose what you want for my life. And then when we face relationships with other people, then we can, instead of it being about us feeling better about ourselves, when we get into codependent relationships with our spouses or our significant others or our parents or our children or coworkers and all that, and we're faced with those things and we begin to feel those feelings when the codependency kicks in and when we need to be able to set boundaries in our lives and we can't set boundaries because our love need is not being met because we're fearing rejection, because we're afraid of being alone, because we're afraid of of pushing somebody away, and maybe this bad thing is going to happen or that bad thing is going to happen. When we're faced with those situations, and we're like, God, I want to choose love in this situation, then we can step back and we can say, this is going to be really hard. This is going to be really hard for me. One of the hardest things you'll ever do in your life is be a parent. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. Because how do you interact with this child that you've you've brought up in the world and they get up into their teenage years and they start making choices and you have to set boundaries. You have to parent them to help them become a productive, healthy member of society so they can live on their own. But to do that means... You may have to hurt their feelings. You may have to say, speak truth in their life that they're not going to like. They may pull back from you. I went through it. <laughs> I remember setting boundaries for my one daughter and saying, if, if, you, don't, if you do this, then you're going to be grounded for a week. And she did this thing. She got grounded. Well, she had this party that she had been planning on going to for a long time. She had been so excited about it. And it fell in that time. And it crushed me. It crushed me to have to tell her she couldn't go. But the boundary was set. I had to do it. It really wasn't me. She made the choice. It wasn't my fault. The boundary was there. She knew the consequences. She made the choice. It was her fault, but it still hurt. Those are the biggest challenges I have with Pam. Setting boundaries with Pam and then honoring her boundaries that she set for me. If you want to say, my name is Bob and I struggle with, I struggle with setting boundaries and honoring boundaries. You guys don't want me to lie to you, right? You want me to tell you how it is, right? This is life. This is just the way it is. This is real life. This is the word of God put into real life. And it's hard. It hurts. 
It's difficult, but I can speak from experience and say, once we've come through, I'm not saying that I've arrived, but I'm a whole lot farther down the road than I was when I started. Once I get to that point, everything is worth it. Now that my children are grown and have their own kids, they're married, they're happy. I can be a grandparent. I don't have to still be a parent. I mean, I'll always be a parent, but I don't have to still be a parent. I don't have to take care of my grown children because I made some very difficult choices. I say this because I love you guys. I don't say this to hurt. I say this because I'm giving you information because this is, this is what it takes to be happy, joyous, and free. This is what it takes. It takes facing the real issues of life, getting down to the nitty-gritty and saying, this is it. Is this choice going to draw me closer to God or is it going to push me farther away? And then you can answer it. If something's pushing you away from God, it doesn't take long to realize. Everybody I heard that has trouble in their relationship with God, this is how the story goes. I was doing so good and I was doing what I knew I was supposed to do. And then I just kind of stopped doing this. And then I kind of stopped doing this. And then I stopped doing this. And then I stopped going to church. I stopped calling in recovery. Well, I stopped calling my sponsor. I stopped going to meetings. I stopped working the steps. And then, boom, relapsed. Boom. All of a sudden, you look around and it's like, oh, I feel so far away from God. Because you're making those choices that push you away from God instead of draw you closer to him. It's the simplest thing in the world. But it's also one of the most difficult things in the world. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit us at reallifeministries-stl.com. You can also join us on Facebook at Real Life Ministries STL.